couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Melanie, what are you doing? Checking. Checking? My mom will let me get a bra. It's really unfair. Because I need one. Don't you think? Um, well. I'll be. Look. Well, I guess. It's obvious. I don't know what's wrong with my mom. Maybe she needs glasses or something. It's Narbos and Broomheads, everybody, and uh, we're back for week five. Uh, my name is Alan. Uh, I am one of your Degrassi pals on this show. My Twitter handle is slip with five eyes or slip. You can follow me or not follow me. And who have we got out there with me? I'm James. Uh, you can reach me at my other podcast, uh, Loose Ropes Wrestling, loose underscore ropes underscore FM. Uh, and we, there's like four of us and some combination of one or four of us talk about wrestling and it's, it's becoming, it's, I'm starting to hate it now because wrestling is starting to involve with like real life and I use wrestling as an escape from that. So once it, yeah, so it's, I'll it's, stick with the grassy for the time being. One could say that you're wrestling with your fandom. <laughs> uh, yeah. But any true fan is always doing that. So, uh, Courtney, how's it going? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Do you know your uh, your Twitter handle this week? Uh, I just pulled it up again. Yes, it's at Courtney K twelve oh eight. You can be my one hundred and seventy ninth follower. Nice. If you choose, <laughs> really exciting stuff. Uh, and because this is a uh, female-centric episode, I reached out to an old Degrassi friend of mine. Uh, Arlo, are you out there? I am out there. I'm right here. Do you have social media that you want people to, to find you on, or do you just want to hide? You know, I like I have I I don't even have this stuff. Like I started a Twitter <laughs> account so that I could follow this podcast, honestly. And I don't even well, know like what my tagline is or anything like that. I have no idea. You're gonna you're gonna hate Twitter so much that you're gonna be <laughs> so mad at us. 
Well, I'm not. This is the only thing that I'm following right now on Twitter. Um, I do have an Instagram account that I like set up probably five years ago, and then I think it linked to something else, and that's the only way that it posted anything to it. And I totally forgot about it. And then, like probably a month ago, my husband like found me on Instagram, and he was just like, "Did you know you have 207 followers?" Look at you. Just like what? Wow, you have more than me. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was, like, looking through the photos, and he was like, why is there, like, a nudie picture of you on here? What the fuck? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. I was like, I didn't, I don't even remember posting anything to that account at all. What's that handle again? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like, it's, like, from behind. It's like a, it's like an old Uh, Sorry, yes, handle, please. (laughs) (laughs) Spell it out. I don't actually know what like I, what the handle is. Like as far as I can tell, it's just my name, like A R L O E S C O T T. So feel the- free, <laughs> feel free, everybody, <laughs> see my 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 from behind almost butt picture. It's like a sexy back picture. Nice. The P in slip stands for Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amazing. So for for. Uh, for James especially, and, and for me, in the province of Manitoba, uh, Arlo, um, I remember her, her work, uh, her acting work the most when she was in a pretty, like, prominent and widely ran uh, drunk driving commercial. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was? Like, what's he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, back, this is... This is like 15 years ago, but like one, it was kind of when they started doing like when they went away from the just please don't don't drive drunk. You'll you'll be sad to like showing accidents. <laughs> yeah, it was like around like the geek in the back era. I don't know if you remember. Oh, those. yeah. yeah going to Chris's the, house MPI. to buy CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was either right right before that particular like sequence of commercials with those particular actors or it was right after. I can't recall if it was before. I think it was slightly after because I remember. Like the guy, the geek in the back guy, he was a little older than we were, I think. Uh, Arlo and I met each other working in the call center in Winnipeg now 23 years ago. A hundred million years years ago. And also uh, both moved to Ottawa at the same time. And in fact, in the same vehicle, uh, uh, drove you drove out there with me. Didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Sure did. So that's so weird that we didn't meet then because I met Alan a bunch of times. He was in Ottawa. Well, we we became friends when I was in Ottawa within like my last year. Oh, like, yeah. I, I also I started my first ever like my my, my first ever social media my MySpace account um, <laughs> because Alan was like, oh, there was this really cool site. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about so this it, website. There's this guy yeah, Tom. So, He's everyone's I'm friend. Like, so that was that was new at the time that like Alan and I were in Ottawa, and I, I remember that uh, from a previous episode you and Courtney had met on yes on MySpace. So I, I'm not sure like where that fit into the whole piece of the puzzle, but I I don't know when you guys met in person or how long you were just only MySpace friends. For. Uh, do I you, didn't even know. Do you uh, Arlo tell us about your Degrassi fandom, please? Because everyone knows about the rest of us, but um I I, I mean. I, I have a pretty intense Degrassi fandom. I mean, I, I think I have a healthy Canadian kin kind of fandom. Um, I did grow up in, in Winnipeg as well, so you have another like riveting Winnipeg perspective. <laughs> 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 Not super diverse, um, but... Uh, 
I, uh, I think I am kind of, uh, I'm around the same age that Alan is as well. So I'm kind of the same experience there. I don't think I watched um, Degrassi Junior High sort of the first time around, but you know, maybe the second time it aired kind of thing. And, but I do remember watching Degrassi High when it was still airing. Um, like it's uh, like the weekly episodes. And um, I definitely watched um, like Schools Out the first time <laughs> that it played on air. And uh, it was a pretty big deal because it was like the first time that anyone was going to swear <laughs> in primetime Canadian yeah. television. And like I, I very specifically remember that stuff. Um, and uh, I also had the opportunity this past year, um, I think it was James that said on a previous episode that um, they were doing the Schools Out um uh, played in a theater kind of thing. So um, I live in Regina, Saskatchewan now, um, but we had, pardon me. <laughs> I hate Regina. I was oh, just saying, oh, wow. I was like, did someone say like my condolences or something? Oh, it's not, <laughs> wow. it's not just Regina, Saskatchewan that I live in. No, no, I live in North Cent- the North Central neighborhood, um, which is of distinction because of a 2007 um, article in McLean's Magazine. Um, that uh, declared it the worst neighborhood in Canada. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> it has not improved. Um, I'm not going to make any friends by saying this, but I want a petition to rename Regina Little Winnipeg. <laughs> I Sorry, mean, James. It's, no, not, I, it's not inaccurate. Like, I, it, I used to kind of think of them as sister cities, but now that I live in Regina and have been back to visit Winnipeg, I realize that, like, Winnipeg is so much better. Sorry, Regina. Regina is pure garbage. Like, (laughs) this comes from my like bomber rider rough rivalry, but I, yeah, I don't like. I'm a Saskatoon guy. I Saskatoon's way better. (laughs) Wow. Well, we're gonna have no listeners in Regina now, except for Arlo. (laughs) Damn it. No, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I have lived in Regina for over ten years, and oh, like the, the the community here is really great. Like I, I hear it again and again from people who live here. Like they're just like, oh, you know, they move away and then they come back, and people are like, well, why did you move back? Or why are you still here? Why do you live here? People are always like, it's the people. Everywhere has people. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> but not. Awesome I felt like the same. <laughs> I felt the same way about like people. People will say like in Winnipeg, it's really nice in the summer, and it's like mm, everywhere has summer, and some places have it for longer. <laughs> so oh, Winnipeg's garbage too, but like. <laughs> right. Well, that, that, that concludes the which cities do, do we or have we lived Jumbers. in are garbage. <laughs> city got beat up a little bit by myself included it's not i don't get like i i love regina in a lot of ways um but yeah my my neighborhood is the worst one in, in canada uh, but yeah i did get to see the schools out in the theater um like james did there and uh you know stacy mistison who plays caitlin and uh pat mastrani um who plays joey were there in person and um they had like a meet and greet afterwards and they could not have been nicer people and uh, my husband and I were just like completely fanning out on him. So I should mention before uh, you know, I know we want to get into the episode, but but uh, speaking of like uh, people being nice, I'm just heading over to at Narbo's podcast <laughs> on Twitter, where uh, we are now followed and uh, and some interaction with uh, uh, Arian Lott, who played Nancy. Woo! 
Nancy! She was at uh, she was at the Degrassi convention that I went to here last year, and uh, uh, was really cool and and uh, well, kind of one of the more for somebody who you know, let's be honest on the on the Degrassi show was playing like a secondary character, uh, yeah. kind of in the background with a couple of plot lines as a foil to Joey. Uh, ended up uh, like being one of the more more prominent members of the uh, discussions, and and so that was really cool and uh, appreciate the follow. Uh, that's amazing. The I fir- love Nancy. The first, uh, the first Degrassi uh, alumnus to follow us. Maybe there will be more. <laughs> Wicked. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll just. I'll, China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make up fake Twitter profiles of Degrassi characters and be like, "Look, Bar- Bartholomew Bond is following us, everybody. It's so awesome." Uh, so episode five is the great race. Uh, it aired on February 15th, 1987. Again, the fifth episode of Degrassi junior high. So we are very, very early on still in the run as we go through this. Um, as usual, uh, I have, I have some notes here and I have got the Degrassi Pedia page up on screen. Uh, the premise according to the Degrassi Pedia page is... When the girls' swim team isn't given the recognition it deserves because it isn't seen as important and hard as any of the boys' sports, the girls challenge the boys to a swimming competition to prove their worth. And I think to myself right away, that's like the secondary plot. Like, that's not what this show is about. No. Oh. <laughs> um, Courtney or uh, Arlo, do you want to give a quick synopsis of what this, what you believe this show to be about? I mean, yeah, it's body image, right? It's it's like that that year or that age where women, where girls are teased about um, what they look like, and it's you know it also kind of dives into how you, girls feel about themselves at that time. It definitely does, and I I think just also like it it touches as well on sort of. Um, you know, this, this need of like this, this age where like, you're, you're so anxious to grow up, like you're so anxious to develop. And if you're not like, it's, um, you can be really self-conscious about that part of it. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, I'll walk through the show kind of from, from start to back, try to go through as quickly as I can. And obviously looking for people's comments as we go along. Uh, but this is a Melanie centric show. So thumbs up from, I believe all of us. 100%. <laughs> Melanie's the best. Uh, it starts off with Melanie. She's looking at herself in the mirror in the girls' change room. Uh, and she is talking to LD, who this is kind of the first time that LD gets some serious lines, too. Yeah. Uh, and she is upset because her mom won't let her buy a bra. And she keeps checking her out in the mirror and is like, my mom won't let me, let me get a bra. Is there, again, uh, <laughs> for the women out there... <laughs> Is there are there bra are there bra politics like in like this involved? Um, yeah. So this actually, uh, I ended up having like a two hour long conversation with my friends just based on like I just texted them and asked them like, "Do you guys remember getting your first bra? Like, what was it like?" And uh, yeah, like I had the exact opposite problem of Melanie. Like, I was forced to wear a bra in grade five. Because, like, I had the opposite problem, right? Like, I've had a large chest for a long time. 
Um, so it just seemed crazy to me that like she was just dying to wear a bra because I just had the exact opposite experience. Like it was like horrific. I like I this we actually have both sides of the coin here on like the the rack. Um, like I have been very flat chested pretty much my whole life. And, um, you know, I don't even, I don't remember talking to my friends, um, about being flat chested. Like it was always very internal for me. Um, like I always kind of, you know, thought that eventually they would develop. They never really did. But, um, you know, when I was younger, like I, I, I wasn't talking to my friends about it. Like I would notice, around me that I, I I would never have said that to any of my friends but I, I think we all know that Melanie kind of doesn't have a filter sometimes <laughs> so it, it doesn't surprise me that maybe she would be a little bit more open about it but I, I do remember like my first I guess for lack of a better term bra like I just didn't want to be topless in the change room anymore like I just became self-conscious enough that like oh, I didn't want to be like full out like naked anymore. So like my mom thankfully was like, you know, had enough, you know, wits about her or whatnot to get me sort of like little like sports bras. Like yeah. I obviously didn't need like any like support or anything like that. But at least it gave me that something to wear underneath. So I wasn't totally different than some of the larger chested girls kind of thing. And I didn't have to like just have my nipples out everywhere. Like, I, you know. <laughs> Hate that. <laughs> Hate that. That was more my. Kind of- I it's, yeah. I was I had I was so oblivious to like the boobs even being there until my mom was like, "You like you need a bra. Like you need this is getting ridiculous." And I remember just hating it. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was already like weird and like out of place and tomboy. So I'm like, "This is just another thing that like guys are going to notice and like make fun of me for." And uh, yeah, it was horrible. And, I'm kind of uh, like I, I feel like also like I like I think we're all kind of in the same boat on the bra thing now. Like it, it's kind of like it's like all of our prisons now. <laughs> we're like forced <laughs> to wear them whether we want to or not. Like employers <laughs> demand that you wear them. You can't just be walking around with like your nips like through your shirt <laughs> at work and stuff like that. Like when I don't wear a bra, like my husband's like, "Hey, what's up, boobs?" And I'm just like, "Okay." <laughs> and like I feel like when Melanie's like just like uh lamenting that she like can't have a bra it's just like okay run like run now while you can like milk this as long as you can with not having to wear one kid enjoy it I know (laughs) and I remember thinking like that I like I didn't realize like you didn't have to wear it at night I thought it was like kid now you have to have this thing on your body 24 7 all the time (laughs) and I was like this sucks um, so yeah, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. And I know you haven't gotten to the scene yet, but when she actually goes, Melanie goes in to buy the bra, like that lady is exactly who I dealt with. Like I just, the old lady with the measuring tape and like the, oh, like they hit the mark so well with that. <laughs> James, how are you doing with all this? Well, it's funny you mentioned because like I, uh, my partner, she, um, we go to a bra store together because they sell underwear there that I really like. And <laughs> the lady there reminded me of the lady who worked in the store, but she knows her measurements like just by looking and what it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's and experience. It, yeah. So 
seeing that scene, I'm like, oh, yes, I get it. <laughs> I feel like that's a um, skill that you can only get away with if you're a woman. Like, I can't just be like, uh, I'm looking uh, 34B. Huh? Huh? Am I right? Unless you're, like, working at a carnival, maybe. And you're like, guess, guess your bra size if I'm within <laughs> how many inches you get a prize. I would never go to that carnival. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, so... Uh, this school, again, I think we noted before, this school has a swimming pool. Uh, yeah. And the, yes. the the girls have the swim meet. Huge crowd. Like, there's no I way that big I a crowd is going. It was insane. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying because yeah. it's girls swimming. I'm saying because it's, like, a swim meet. There's no way you get that many people for an after-school swim meet. Well, you don't I mean, get anybody. I, it was, like, for them to get into the city finals. So, I mean, it wasn't just any swim meet, maybe. I'm trying to rational, rationalize the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a scene. We can't get through a scene in these early episodes without Joey sexually harassing Stephanie. Uh, cool. He tells plus sex education. Yeah, <laughs> A plus. Oh, so gross. Uh, uh, so LD approaches Stephanie to ask uh, to announce the swim team's win over the PA system. Stephanie, of course, school president. She uh, tells her to go and speak to Jason Cox, who. This would be, uh, he was, appeared in the first episode. This is kind of his, like, first and last uh, role. Yeah. Of, of prominence. <laughs> Did you look what, into I, him? Oh, uh, sorry, Arlo. Is it okay? I was just like, I always wonder what happens to these kids that, like, just kind of get their, like, moment and then they're gone. Like, did they, like, was it their choice? Like, were their parents like, no, no more. And then they had to be, like, written out of the show. Or, like, were the, like, producers just like, no, this guy sucks. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, was Jason Cox for the rest of the time being like, "Mm, like, I'm just an extra now. Like, I I always wonder what happens to these So I actually, like, looked into him because I was like, I'm pretty sure this is it for him. Um, And he actually, yeah, he quit. Um, yeah, he quit. And then, um, (laughs) in 2002, he was charged with, uh, murder. What? Oh my God. (laughs) There's an article in national post. He his the Tyson Talbot is the guy that plays him. And yeah, in 2002, he was charged with murder. Uh, he basically beat some guy to death. Oh Oh my God. I know. That's what happens so, when you're a misogynistic asshole. <laughs> I mean, it. honestly, like as an actor, he kind of beat some of these scenes to death that we <laughs> saw him in. So, <laughs> like, I didn't think he was very good to be He's like, no. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, apparently, I read an article and um, the the producer said, yeah, he just he quit on his own. His mom really wanted him to stay, but he just didn't want to do it. So that's why. He was also, and he was in Degrassi, the kids of Degrassi Street. Yeah, he had a run there. I guess it was just like, look, this isn't the same role that I would have liked. I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to pursue a life of um, crime. <laughs> <laughs> so much more rewarding. It is. And he, yeah, he had a, like a rap sheet a mile long, apparently. So Wow. He, he excelled. Uh, so we get Yick and Arthur, who uh, in, during this episode are obsessed with trying to get taller. Uh, so this is kind of the lighter side of the body image uh, storyline. Uh, yeah. And of course, they are continuously comparing themselves to Snake, who is very tall. <laughs> very. Uh, Jason makes an announcement on the PA system about the boys' soccer game, but says nothing about the girls' swim meet. So LD and Melanie are both very upset. 
I love it. Like in this scene, how Doris is just like, I've got a date. Yes. Like, get it, Doris. Yes. Like, she's got flowers on her desk, probably from like a suitor. She's doing her makeup. I'm like, she has like this like developed, like slutty inner life that we know nothing about. Good job, Doris. And I love that she just so willingly like says that to like, random students well and like jason like if you watch like he does have like a momentary reaction of like why the fuck would you tell me (laughs) (laughs) um he uh so jason gets confronted uh, as the boys are getting ready to go play soccer and flat out is just like no one cares about girls sports and it's like you're you're the fucking like sports like whatever politician in the school yeah they're the sports rep in the school like, okay, so is this like is this an elected position? Like I don't I just don't remember it being like brought up in the like the election episode or is he just like appointed sports rep because he's like awesome at sports? Like or like is it something that you actually have to get elected to? I feel like he was appointed. Yeah, I don't think they ever I don't think they ever mentioned anything about him getting elected. Uh, so he also claims that if the boys were swimming, they would beat the girls swim team. So LD challenges uh Jason to a boys versus girls swim off on Friday, and I and I just thought the students can just book the pool. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was just like, nobody checks with any adults. It's fine. Like a Friday night <laughs> when probably some of the teachers have plans. Like, what about lifeguards? What about like chaperones and staff? Totally. Like, what about the janitors that have to clean up and maintain the pool? Like, just it's just fine, fine. <laughs> The, important, the other important part about this scene is that Snake is watching on and makes eyes with Melanie. I wrote that exact sentence down in my notes. Yes. First time they make eyes at each other. Yes. yes. I was think, I, I said that, that Snake walk, walks by and flirts with Melanie. Um, so they, uh, we go to a scene with Melanie and LD where, according to the Degrassipedia, they are drinking from McDonald's cups. Yeah. Uh, was that uh, very specific product placement? Yeah, right. Could be yeah. McDonald's. Uh, they probably needed some help promoting their brand. <laughs> uh, and so, LD is still upset about Jason, but of course, Melody is now all about Snake. Who uh, wouldn't be? She calls herself a passionate teenager whose mom <laughs> won't let her buy a bra. <laughs> I still, I still don't understand them not letting someone buy a bra angle. I found that so odd. It's just like you're not ready. I don't I know. Mean, I yeah. guess, like I, I, I remember wanting to wear makeup when I was like 12, and my mom was like, "No." Actually, my mom was pretty cool. She was just like, "You can't wear any colors. I'll get you clear lip gloss and clear mascara," and like that <laughs> was good. That was good enough for me. Like I clear you know, mascara. Well, it, it like it would give you like a wet, like sort of a wet look on your lashes, which made them slightly darker. Like it didn't yeah. actually have any color, um, and like I, you know, for a twelve-year-old, like that was good enough for me. I just didn't want to feel left behind, you know. So I could see like a parent being like, "No," but like what? Like I just don't get the like what, what, what's so bad about a bra? I don't know. Well, you're guess, you're yeah. you're a uh, very liberal parent in 2020. I guess. Like, yeah, my six-year-old, my six-year-old is a bra. She's like, I want one. So I got her, like, this little bra. It's like when your parents don't want to, like, face their own mortality. They're like, no, you're still a child. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, LD suggests that Melanie can just change into a bra at school like Stephanie. So Stephanie, of course, a bad influence. 
so they go bra shopping. Uh, and then did when you went bra shopping, like did you fuck around like these two did? LD's wearing them like goggles. They're like, look at this huge one, huge knockers. You know. Um, fuck no. I was horf. I hated it. Like it was awful. And I was with my mom. I wasn't with friends. I like when I when I first got my first real bra, like not just like a sports bra. I was actually on a trip with my best friend's family when I was fourteen. And I was, like, in B.C. And I, like, walked into the store by myself and, like, felt very mature and, like, spent my money on a bra kind of thing. And, you know, I it, it was kind of a mature moment for me. It wasn't sort of a childish moment. I, I like the well, thought that, good. like, you traveled to B.C. and then you came home with a bra. Like, you were the, tri- <laughs> the trip changed you. <laughs> <laughs> I left a girl. I came back a woman. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I totally kissed a guy on the beach too. Oh, nice! Did you have your new bra on? <laughs> Did I? No, I didn't. Oh. We weren't at that at that stage yet. Still the old sports bra. He was like, "Nice bra, let's kiss." <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how it was. <laughs> Uh, so they they uh, the the woman at the store who you both have mentioned who apparently did a phenomenal job of she playing did. the bra salesperson. Uh, Are those like do those? I think maybe those still exist in department stores. Maybe like ancient relics. Of oh women. yeah, like or a whatnot. Sears. It's like the Sears sales lady. Because like I actually work in like a sex shop and we have lingerie. Like obviously we're like it's not like little girls coming into this. <laughs> I hope not. Sure. Like, Jesus. But, like, we do have lingerie. So, like, I do have people asking me about lingerie, and they're just like, oh, well, what would my size be? I'm like, oh, I'll try it on. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you look like you're maybe about a medium. I don't know. Like, sometimes it fits in the boobs, but not in the, you know, I don't know. So, I, 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 I mean, it really is sort of a skill. I'm just wondering if it's sort of a, like a lost skill or becoming a lost skill. <laughs> I still remember the size that she gave me. I don't need, I remember not knowing what it meant at the time, but like those numbers are like burned into my brain. I love how bra salesman is a lost skill like masonry. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it might kind of be. Like I feel like when those like ancient women in the department stores like retire, there's not gonna be these people who know how to do this to take their place. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the next day at school, Melanie puts her bra on. She comes out into the hallway to see Susie and Caitlin and is all, hmm? Hmm? Whoa? Uh, and so then they notice and, and they're all pleased. But of course, Joey and making, I believe, his first appearance, at least with lines, Tim. Oh, yeah. And, and like, Tim's kind of a jerk in this episode. I'm just like, you, are, you seemed like such a, like a sensitive man in like the later episodes. Like... Why Same with playing? Alex. Like, yeah. Alex like dink, too. <laughs> uh, so then we get the guys talking about a meet. And here we have Jason, Wheels, and Wiley with his first appearance. Wiley. Wiley will have a couple of appearances over the course of this season, and then he'll disappear. Actually, I, I looked up Wiley on, uh, yeah. on the wiki. What was and his he, What was his crime? A chubby Asian student <laughs> on the swim team, and I was like, inaccurate. He was not on the swim team. That was the whole problem. He was on the soccer team. Oh, and brutal. they didn't have anyone who could swim. 
<laughs> so I the- looked him up on the fandom link too, and like it was that stuff, and it was also he watches too much TV or he really likes TV or something. <laughs> That's his main uh, characteristic. They just conclude that because he's chubby. So mean. <laughs> oh, I think he does a speech on like how much he likes TV in a couple seasons from now. I, I will say, I will say this very quickly because it is a body image episode, but like, you know, I'm fat. I grew up as a fat kid. I don't think that I would have strolled out there as confidently as Wiley to go uh, for that swim meet. So like, good on him. You go, Wiley. He's owning it. I, just, I, I wonder if, like, at that age, like, um, girls just feel that, like, the shame about their body is just a little bit heavier. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I didn't have the experience as, like, a 12 or 13-year-old boy, so. <laughs> I, I mean, had, besides, yeah. like, penisly things where, like, you let, can't control it. But, like, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about how people actually feel with bodies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, Jason has a plan though, because they know they're going to get smoked. They're going to recruit snake who was cut from the soccer team. Uh, and so he's going to get snake on the soccer team so that snake can swim. And again, it's like, so Jason just decides who plays (laughs) on the soccer team. Like, what is this? Yeah. Like how much pull does he really have? I'm just curious. Like, is there a guy's swim team? Like there's a pool. But like, Snake seems to be like the only guy who can swim. All, all like, it seems like every guy in the entire school's on the soccer team, but none of them are on the swim team. Snake's like, I am the swim team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned that he's like district champion or something, but there really is no reference to anybody else, uh, any other boys who can swim. There's well, the also way that it was in my school too. Is like less sporty types generally were like on every team. So like really none of the soccer guys were on the freaking swim team. None of them. Also, by the way, is there any reference to swimming at this school in any future episodes <laughs> after this? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah. It's I don't think it's possible there's... that there's like an, like background announcements. Like, you know, how like sometimes they'll be on the PA, like funny little yes. announcements. Like maybe there's something about the swim team. I don't know that, but I will credit them for continuity, though, now that I think about it, because Shane is or Snake is on the swim team here, and then in school's out, he becomes a lifeguard. So yes. <laughs> Good continuity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason goes to recruit Snake, and, like, he makes it absolutely clear that he wants this dude to swim. Like, couldn't give a fuck <laughs> about him playing soccer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Snake also starts to eat something, and Arthur and Yick are just sitting there staring at him. Uh, um, <laughs> we're in class and uh, Radich is reading to the class and this is where Alex snaps Melanie's bra uh, I thought the weirdest thing about this class was that Wheels and Lucy are in it and it's a grade 7 class Ooh, oh yeah. catch yeah. I have noticed a few of those like this and I, I specifically yeah I, the twins Lucy I just wrote that down too the twins Lucy and Wheels are in this class but so is Melanie Susie and Caitlin so what the F Maybe it was like it's like grade seven and eight class. You know, sometimes they have those. Do they? Seven, eight split. Do they though? Yeah, they do. Oh. My mom taught a five six split for years. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Yeah. And James knows he's a, he's in the educational field. Well, Some, not, there's none. Like I work in a seven eight nine class, although it's, it's special ed class, but technically it's like grade seven eight nine. So, I mean, it could happen. I had, I was kind of curious too about how like it's only seven and eights at the school. Like I, it 
it just seems like like only two grades for a whole great big school. Like I, it seems strange to me. I don't know. It's kind of a waste I, of the space. Don't you think like that? You'd think there would be grade sixes in there too if they didn't have grade nines. I went to Jefferson Junior High in Winnipeg, which is now part of Garden City Collegiate. But Jefferson was only seven and eight. Ooh, well, nine. Telling me wrong. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. And I was there the last year they had it, and then it became part of Garden City. So then it was like we were the last junior high class there, which was really weird. If you want to hear about a horrible setup for high school, so my school, <laughs> Collège Jean Sauvé in St. Vitel, opened in, in 1989, and it was supposed to be a high school, 9 to 12, but at the time there were not enough students in the French Immersion Program to fill it. So they actually filled it from grade 6 to grade 11 the first year. And then every year that you progress, they would drop the lowest grade. So the next year was 7 oh. to 12, 8 to 12, 9 to 12. I was in the youngest grade for <laughs> four consecutive years. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like when we were in there as grade 6s, um, we also didn't have like the same access to to parts of the school. Like they they didn't let us use the cafeteria. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. It was uh, it was oh, it's rough times, man. Suburban <laughs> suburban Winnipeg. Yeah, I somehow I made it. Uh, I'm sorry. So LD complains to Melanie uh, that a lot of girls have dropped out of the swimming race. I have my period. Is one of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the excuses um, okay Mel so that's legit though like that's a legit reason uh melanie says that she is also not going to swim because of course she is now you know just just dealing with um all of the bullshit from the from the guys and fair enough like being in a swimsuit at that age in front of anybody is I would agree. Nightmare. I actually, I just even like the the actress who plays Melanie. Like, kudos for her. Like, oh, she's like true. a kid, and like this entire episode is about her body, and like everyone's scrutinizing her body. Like, I, it, I mean, really, kudos goes to her for even wanting to film the episode. <laughs> Sarah Ballinghall. So, yeah. um, so then uh, we find out that. <laughs> Uh, we go outside, and Shane is now uh, officially a member of the soccer team, and he is asked to make a pass, and, like, comically bad. And look at his shoes. Like, you're going for your second tryout, and you're what is he wearing? Like, Dockers? Or, like, just the shittiest shoes you can imagine, and, like, a did Hawaiian he, did shirt? Did he even, like, try out? Like, Jason was just like, talk to the coach, and he's a member, and, like, so the coach, like, he's just like, hey, this guy who sucks wants to join the team, is that okay? So we can win this meet, and the coach is just like, yep. Like, the guy who you cut, like, it, it was clear that he <laughs> tried out for the team earlier and cut, so was Jason just like, he's better now, you don't have to see? And then meanwhile, like, the, the, they're obviously meeting to practice. And, like, again, the coach is nowhere. Wheels is like, maybe we should do some warm-ups. <laughs> it's like, maybe the coach should be there. We've established. Like, you guys why you're supposed to do at your practice. We've established that there is a lack of supervision from teachers and coaches in this at school. At all times. Yeah. So Wheels is the coach, maybe. Maybe he's the one that let uh, Shane on the team. Or Snake on the team. God, I get they're mixed up. Uh, actually, though, I did also note that Shane in one of these scenes is actually quite good at soccer. And then I just wrote, it's a shame. 
<laughs> you can just say that about any time Shane does something good. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, okay, yeah. so the other thing I think is odd is that it, that um, God, now I'm doing it. Um, Snake can be like this, like champion swimmer, but he can't kick a fucking soccer ball. Like that doesn't make sense to me. He's like, since I got tall, he says this later, right? Since I got tall, I'm not coordinated. And it's like you need coordination to be a swimmer. You do, and I actually wanted to ask you guys: Does that is that even a thing? Like suddenly you grow and all, you're, you can't control your legs anymore. I think that's. I, you become like you, as someone who had like a growth spurt. Uh, I think the problem is you're not used to having that extra height, so like. It's a weird thing. Like, I feel it's just generally a term that parents give to their kids when they suck at sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just, yeah, you just, you know, you you haven't grown into your legs yet. I'm like, Dad, I'm 35. Like, it, it's the same. You know, I, I that, I think that's yeah. <laughs> I and when I look at Snake, I don't think, hey, there's an awesome athlete. <laughs> uh, Snake. Uh, goes to Degrassi Grocery, making its first uh, appearance. Oh. Uh, Yik and Arthur are still following him with binoculars. These two little... So like, awesome. Yeah, like <laughs> little creeps. Uh, they see that he is eating a Super Crunch Delight bar and conclude that that will get them taller. So they go into the store and they're like, 20 Super Crunch Delight bars, please. And I'm just like, "Does is this the kind of store where the clerk like goes out into the aisles and collects your food for you? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Get your own bars. I was just thinking about like you guys were talking a, a few episodes ago. It's just like again with this like disposable income that these kids yes. have. You know, like twenty chocolate. Like these kids are like what eleven years old, twelve years old. Like where you figure what's a chocolate bar back then? Like seventy-five, eighty cents, probably. I would think so. Yeah, I'm probably about that. Times twenty, like, like a, a buck. I don't know. Like, do they really just have a twenty in their pocket for no reason? I don't know. Well, unless Rick stole it from them, but that's <laughs> that's coming up. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Uh, Yik and uh, Arthur stalking episode. <laughs> they stalk oh, yeah. a little bit here, and then they I really was take say, it up. Like they're they're all yeah. kind of stalking here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, eventually, Arthur and Yick give up on their plans and uh, just hang from a <laughs> just hang from the what is it the little like those ladders in gym? Yeah, I don't even know what they're called, but what, climbing bars maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so that's the end of their story. Uh, Jason runs into Melanie. So so Jason is in the locker room with uh, with Yick and Wiley. <laughs> Or not Yik, sorry, Wiley and the Wheels, and uh, oh. finds out that uh, finds out that uh, Snake isn't there. So he goes running around the school. Like he immediately opens the locker room door and is like, "Snake!" <laughs> like Snake's gonna be right outside the door. Um, but goes looking for him. Runs into Melanie. Uh, Melanie also says that she is not going to be swimming. And all of a sudden, Jason is so excited that he shimmies down the steps. <laughs> like he almost clicks his heels. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Uh, did you guys um, so subtle, uh, so subtle. <laughs> did you guys notice the poster? Yes, I, I just <laughs> totally did. Yes, Victor Davis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, I, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, th- yeah. To, to to motivate them to be better swimmers. It's yeah, giant. I also I, I also noticed the uh, the poster. It's a scene where Joey, Tim, and Alex are taking bets. 
and there's like a poster behind them that's just like a great big white sheet of paper that says mail. (laughs) (laughs) It'd just be like a bed sheet with like a dick spray painted on it. Um, so <laughs> yes, I also wrote down that there's posters of sexy oiled men in speedos in the place <laughs> that cracked me up. Like, yeah, of course, that's what you hang in a, in a men's uh, or in a boys' change room. I feel uh, like if there isn't like a male swim team, like it just brings it to a new sort of homoerotic level. It is true. <laughs> like, there must be a male swim team. I again, is it just Snake looking at it? Like. <laughs> Um, Jason, uh, or sorry, Snake is outside of the school and Melanie, um, sees him as she's leaving and he tells Melanie that he is not going to swim and, uh, talks about how he used to be good at soccer and now he's not. Melanie admits that she's not swimming because the boys, including Joy, make fun of him and Snake's like, like, uh, Snake, of course, is like the smartest guy in the world in this episode. He's just like, fuck Joey and you should just go do it. Like, basically, like, who cares what they think? This is actually a really sweet scene. I was I was kind of touched by it. Oh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> it's, it's really sweet. I mean, it's just it like is a, really sweet. A, a nice little scene between like two people who have their insecurities or whatever and connect on that level. Uh, the boys and girls show up to swim. Uh, there is this giant crowd. Uh, they're they're singing the Degrassi fight song. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, oh god and it's horrible uh, Melanie shows up and decides to go out and swim so when she walks out into the pool area Joey immediately stands up and uh, what's what's his comment <laughs> you're so flat the world are jealous <laughs> like such a bad line Joey um, except so uh, talking to one of my uh, my friends in the flat chested club she said she got that line all the time when she, I when have she was also gotten that line yeah. as well. I, I have, too, been compared to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> was there PTSD that sprung up when Joey said this? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so LD goes and tosses Joey into the pool. and Mash, uh, Smashes the patriarchy. <laughs> I like Damn. I like the idea, I think, hearkening back to something James has been saying, is that you know, Joey's this kind of jerk, but he's like gets manhandled by like one one uh, woman throwing him into the pool. Well, this is also like harkens back to the day when you could throw people into a pool without destroying like eight hundred dollars worth of electronics. Where are the teachers? <laughs> I know <laughs> they're nowhere. Like it's a big school Robin event <laughs> again. Yeah, in the pool, no teachers. <laughs> No lifeguards. I don't think. I didn't see any. No. And, like, they don't even have a, a real official starting the race. It's Stephanie. It's a sexy Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, starting who, the like, race. Not the wearing her new way possible. wet look bikini. Yeah, with, with a, what appears to be a live pistol. Uh, the water gets splashed on her when the students dive in. Of course, she's so annoyed because, James, you must love that. Uh, oh yeah, so, fuck her, right? Uh, well, I, I feel so weird saying that about a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be saying it about Kathleen in the next episode because, oh. like, holy shit! Oh, I won't hold back on Kathleen. She's a bitch no. and a half. 
just wait till high school. Like, it's just yeah. so, so bad. Um, I feel terrible. Can we also point out in this episode or in this scene, like, Susie is a terrible swimmer. Oh, the worst. Like, are you kidding? I don't know how you swim. She's like basically doggy paddling. I was just kind of pissed how like close it is the whole time. Like they are in the city finals. They should have like annihilated these guys. Like one of them, one of the boys had to swim twice. There was only three of them. And it was still so close. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this so close? They should have just like, like just wiped the, like, just wait the floor with them. Well, I guess, too, like, a lot of the girls bailed, so... And Susie's obviously the worst swimmer on the team. <laughs> so maybe that's why. <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Now Susie okay. has to swim. Shit. But if we can call it that. <laughs> I, I also like... I mean, I'm assuming that they did it that way in terms of how close it was to build up the, sus- the suspense, but, did like, Degrassi doesn't have the production value to really pull it off. No. I Kind of offensive. I was just like, well, like these like, like Narbos are like they like almost almost win the race. It's like so how? close. Like, can't you I just also... let the girls like just kick their ass? Like yeah. Right, anyway, should have been no contest. <laughs> I also found I don't know if you noticed when like the guy, when the teams are coming out and cheering, all the girls are cheering for the girls except for fucking Alexa. I have this written <laughs> down. I'm just like I I wrote lousy. Tra- I said that's I said fucking Alexa cheering for the guys, of course. <laughs> At this point, Alexa, who has like basically no role, this is like the first time you kind of see her doing something. Yeah. All right, Alexa. Yeah, just being typical Alexa. <laughs> um, so finally, uh, they go through the race. It comes down to Melanie and Jason on the last leg. Uh, Melanie wins. They don't really acknowledge that she wins. You have to kind of watch her hit the wall first. And, like, they immediately cut to the end of the show. Like, they do the yes! freeze frame on her face all blurry. Yes. <laughs> like, you could have done better than that, too. Like, put one more scene, like, at the, at the beginning where they all jump in the pool and celebrate. But then they kind of just leave it up to you to be like, did she win? I think she won. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> they could have cut out, like, the Arthur Yick storyline. Like, really... They could have cut, like, they didn't need the montage with them. I don't think. <laughs> really. And uh, that's the end of the show. That is, uh, that is the, the great race. It was a great show. Uh, which I, I thought the great race, which is going to be a, a speech made by Michelle's dad in later episodes of Degrassi High. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, you're the worst. I, I feel that... <laughs> This episode, watching it back, like, I, I, I think back, it's like, was I that, sh- like, was I shithead, like, yeah. the boys in this? You, yes, and I said, you probably were. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Well, <laughs> it and just, it, I, I, it actually made me a little bit sad, because, like, when Jason Cox is just like, no one cares about girls' sports, it's not important. And I'm just like, like, look at us now, like, how many years later are we, like, 20-something years later? Um, and, like, we're still dealing with this garbage um, like, sorry to get all like feminist on you, no, but like I, true. you know, like I, I, like I think about the Olympics, right? And like the like the Canadian women's hockey team has like like just the kicks ass is just like fucking amazing, and yeah. yet it's always like the men's team that gets like the primo primetime slot because that's the one that everybody thinks that people want to watch, you know? And then like look at like Megan Rapinoe in like soccer, 
and stuff. Yeah. And like they're fighting tooth and nail to get equal recognition. Still, still, and even in tennis, there's still like, those attitudes. Yeah, I would say I almost enjoy women's tennis more than men's, and they don't get paid. I don't know if it's changed now, but they don't get paid the same or even close. There is one sport now where the women get paid the same as men in Canada, and that's curling. Fucking right. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Smash the patriarchy, curling. Curling. Thank Smash you. it with the... <laughs> the broom. Uh, I, I will say, when you were asking were we shitheads uh, back in those days, I mean, Arlo, you met me when I was 18. <laughs> was I a shithead? <laughs> you can be honest. I mean, like, I feel like you're, sh- like, you wore being a shithead as, like, a badge of honor. Like, <laughs> as you kind of still do. Like, I, you know. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. Because, like, obviously, like, Alan knows me. Like, we make, like, horrible jokes together and, like, just are really rude and obnoxious. But I don't think either one of us is actually a horrible person. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I don't know, I was curious to know if you guys, like you boys, like could acknowledge any time in, you know, those years if like did you like treat the girls like shit? Like did you like do the snapping of bras or like calling Whoa. people flat? One hundred percent. Did you? Of, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean not not constantly, but yeah, like probably more yeah. like definitely more than I, I I'd be proud to admit. Like I, I can't sit here and say that I was a good guy all the time. There's things that I did for sure, where I look back and I'm like, ooh. Like what? Tell us. <laughs> like um, I, I, I can tell you grade six. So this is kind of, uh, I was, I didn't do it, but I was part of the group laughing. So basically did it. Um, there was a girl who had uh, upper lip facial hair and it was a bit thicker. So, so she I had want- a mustache? Yes. Um, okay. And one of the one of my classmates uh, gave her a razor for Christmas. Oh, like, tapped it up. Jesus. Oh, my God. And I, la- I laughed, but I felt really bad after. Like, like you know, like, that single experience has probably stayed with her. I know. For her and it scarred life. her for life, and you're like, yeah, yeah but I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Watching this episode kind of brings up, like, and, and as, as we go forward, like, when someone's being a shithead, it's just kind of like... You're like, was I that bad? Really? I mean, Did to, to be fair, like girls are total shitheads to each other a lot too. So, I, like, I don't know that it's like pure, <laughs> we'll get into purely that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like, I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, maybe at that age, like, there's a lot of sort of testing the waters of like boundaries and like sort of like these like these sexual politics that you're sort of working out at that time. Like, I'm sure I like, got, and maybe James, you could speak to this in terms of the kids that you work with, but. It's yeah. just like, you know, I'm sure there's still like all, like these guys who think it's funny to be like, go make me a sandwich. Ha, ha, ha. And like, it's just kind of like testing those. It, it, what's scary now is like that. I, I would think that it's more sexual stuff like in grade seven, eight, nine than when I was in that at that age, like 20 years ago or whenever it was. I think like so now, too. it's super sexual. And it's like, oh, that girl's a skank and whatever. And then. Like, if I overhear it, I immediately just be like, don't be that shithead. Please shut, you know, like, I've told kids to shut their mouths. Like, you can't talk like that. It's unacceptable. And it's just like, it harkens back. Like, I get that feeling of like, oh, I, uh," you know, and it's like, 
they're just trying to be cool. Like they're not terrible people, but like you said, they're testing those limits. And it's just like, don't test that limit. Just stop. Yeah. And my oldest, so my oldest son is 12. He's in grade seven. Uh, And so I asked him and I kind of explained the show and I was like, like, just be honest with me. I don't have to say it's you, but like, do you see that kind of stuff? Like, do you see like your friends, like making like fun of girls for their body or whatever? And like, just like, and he said no. And he said no repeatedly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's just he wouldn't tell me because I'm his mom. But like, he's like, no. He's like, we might think that, or I might think that in my head. But like, I never see anybody saying that out loud to girls. So who knows? Who knows how woke the ch- children are these days? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's uh, the, the great race. And now next week, uh, we're going to get into a show that I have to admit at the time, like I remember seeing it, but when I was that age, I didn't quite understand it. Of course I do now. Of course. Uh, we're talking In many about, ways. <laughs> we're talking about uh, rumor has it. And um, I guess what, like, what is it like homosexuality basically? Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. being a lesbian. Yeah, how weird it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Episode six. So uh, we will go there in a week's time. Well, probably in less than a week's time. We're gonna go. Actually, we're gonna go there in about five minutes because we're taping <laughs> two shows at a time. But you will hear us in a few days. Uh, anyways, uh, give us a follow on at Narbo's Podcast on Twitter. Again, Narbo's and Broomheads at uh, gmail.com. And I have to remember on next week's show to read uh, an email that we got. Uh, someone Ooh. wrote us unsolicited yes. and it was not my mom. So I was about to ask if it was your mom. <laughs> it was your mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so anyways, until then I am slip with five eyes on Twitter or slip. Uh, I'm loose underscore ropes underscore FM. And uh, yeah, uh, at loose ropes wrestling on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Whatever. I uh, who am I? I'm Courtney K. I seriously every time. Twelve oh eight. And again, you're gonna be my one hundred and seventy eighth follower if you decide to follow me. And Arlo, where can we see your butt? Uh, I, <laughs> on Instagram, I think it's A R L O E S C O T T is the handle. I don't know what it's called on Instagram. And I have a Twitter handle, but I again I have no idea what it is. All right, well we'll try to figure it out in a week's time. Until then, <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, I said I'd go get my luck. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylan. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around the cafe. Don't you get caught.